So this is a true crime podcast, but I'm guessing you already knew that. Season one is going to take us on a road trip around the United States and Canada. We're going to gas up and start episode one in Alabama. Any murder cases come to mind there? We will cover cases well-known and less known, solved and unsolved. Join us and meet our hosts, April, myself, Beth and Carrie. Last but definitely not least, our producer, Kelly, who keeps all things in order, and you'll hear from her too. We hope we kill it on season one road trips with the Raven sisters. The case I will be covering is the murder of J.B. Beasley and Tracy Howlett. In 1999, on July 31st, 17-year-old J.B. Beasley and Tracy Howlett went out to celebrate J.B.'s birthday by going to a party near Dothan, Alabama homes. They, however, got lost and stopped at an Ozark convenience store to ask for directions where Tracy called her mom to let her know that they were lost and would be home soon. A woman... So, basically, every female teenager that pretty much ever in existence has done, got lost, and stopped and asked for directions. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I already feeling a little attacked here. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Ma'am, I was this teenager as well. (laughs) I have been there. I have done that. (laughs) Wait, and you said this was in the nineties? Yep, it was in nineteen ninety nine. Oh my gosh. So it's like my age. I would have been their age. Okay. I was born in 95 so i was four when this happened okay i was oh, born baby. in 80 i was born in 81 sweetheart Ooh, <laughs> my man <laughs> no i'm just saying for you know when you're listening to a story and you're you feel like like oh my god this could have been me yeah, yeah right? that's what i'm yeah that's what i'm that. saying i have done that so many times okay sorry um, go ahead Nope, you're fine, you're fine. A woman gave them directions back to Dothan, and the girls drove off, you know, like what normal teenage girls. That woman at the convenience store was the last person to see them alive, aside from their killer. At 8 a.m. the next morning, JB and Tracy were both reported missing at about the same time by their parents. The police found JB's black Mazda parked less than a mile from the convenience store where Tracy called her mom. Like, what the hell happened between the convenience store and there? Well, was it between the convenience store and their home? Yeah. Yeah, it was um, less than a mile from the convenience store on their way home back to Dothan. Oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy. Freaking crazy. The girls' bodies were discovered by police in the trunk of the car at about 9 a.m. According to authorities, after the girls drove off, someone forced them to a remote location, which about a mile down, there was like a whole bunch of nothing, and they were actually off of the road, you know, back in like a clearing. See, that's Um, why you never go to a second location. Hey, thank you. I know, right? No. No. If you're going to kill me, you're going to kill me in front of everybody, okay? But, <laughs> you know, store. I think us as women, we're getting better at that part <laughs> because oh, of, like, true crime. But 
when I was their age, because we were like the same age at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate to sound sexist, but a a young girl is gonna listen to the powerful yeah. voice of a man, assuming that it was a man that killed them. Right. No, I get that. <laughs> well, and it's not even so much like a man. Like it, they were seventeen years old. So I mean, any kind of adult person, you yeah, know, figure you know, authority figure, they're going to listen to them. Right. Yeah. Especially in the, in 99, you know, before we really had all this nonsense happening, you know? Yeah. So someone forced them to a remote location where they had been sexually assaulted and they were both killed execution style with a single gunshot wound to each of their heads. So let that sink in for a second. Somebody pretty much tricked them and played them to just go off with them, sexually assaulted and raped them. And they just went, okay, I'm done with you and shot them in the head. Like, like what kind of monster does that? Oh, no. Like, to me, that's just, that is horrendous. And I know there's worse monsters out there, but it's like, dude, really? So exactly one month after the girls' bodies were found, a man by the name of Johnny Barentine sat down with investigators for a four-hour interview where he implicated himself into the murder, claiming that he was at the crime scene. However, he told investigators and authorities that he made up the stories in order to get the $35,000 reward that was being offered at the time for any information leading to the arrest of the girl's murderer. So he thought if he was going to say it was him, that he'd get the money? Yeah. So how are you going to spend that money when you're in jail for murder? I don't think you really fully thought that whole situation through. So I'm going to say low IQ. A little bit, Yeah. Definitely not the the brightest bulb in the box, to say the least. Like, I'm sorry, you can offer me up a $35,000 reward and I'm not going to go, oh, hey, I did it. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, back in 99, let's just double that. That'd be, like, what, $60,000 or $70,000 now? Yeah, about $70,000. Oh, man. All right. So, obviously, with the new information, he was released. Nothing came of the false confession. He obviously did not get the $35,000, and he went on living his life. Now, this murder has gone completely cold and unsolved for 20 years. There was some DNA evidence, which we'll get into that in a second, that was picked up from the girls. They didn't have the technology up until recent to be able to run it and get anything from it. So in March of 2019, a man by the name of Coley McCraney was arrested and charged for the murders of J.B. and Tracy. The DNA that was found on the girls' bodies in 99 was matched to McCraney through genetic genealogy. Yes! Look at how far we have come in DNA. Like, it's fantastic. Is so that must have like when the, the ancestry or the 23andMe, and that's how they did it? Like, they found them through a family? Well, yeah. So, it's actually illegal for, well, ancestry, me, and 
well, 23andMe and Ancestry, they have like very specific guidelines to protect all their users. Sure. So they wouldn't have got it from that as if like, and I'm just talking because I've done this. So if you download your raw DNA file from say Ancestry mm -hmm. and you submit that to a website called GEDmatch, you can upload your raw DNA, which the website has other uses, but you there's a setting where you can click on it that says, allow my DNA to be used by law enforcement. Oh, which I've, cool. Which I've done. So if anyone in my bloodline has ever done anything <laughs> shitty, well. <laughs> You're going to get found. <laughs> yes. So that's important. Maybe we can include that in the show notes of like GenMatch and how to like, okay. if you want to upload your raw DNA. Okay. Sorry. Sidestep. No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. I totally get it. So what the investigators did was they submitted the DNA profile from the crime scene to a genealogical database where they were able to locate McCraney by mapping his family tree and identifying his relatives. Yep. Believe it or not, he was never considered a suspect prior to the DNA results. He was never looked at, never questioned, never brought in, never went, hmm, I wonder if he did it. Nothing. He was actually a minister or a pastor of, of a church. You know, he was a pretty high-ranking man in, in my eyes in a community. You know, people always look up to their pastors and their ministers and everything and you know, to know that your pastor did this is kind of sketchy. Kind of no <laughs> I would be like mentally traumatized. Yeah, I think if I was going to church at that time, I think I'd be like, mm -mm, no, no. If I think yeah, I'm I mean, <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? I think I'm good on organized religion. Okay, I'll read my Bible at home. It's like, hey, thanks, bye. My Uber's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So McCraney was 26 at the time of the murders and was 45 when he was arrested and charged with five counts of capital murder and one count of first degree rape. His trial has been postponed because thanks to COVID for some time later this year where he is facing either the death penalty or life without the possibility of parole. Wow. Good. Bye. Yeah. yeah, don't let the door hit you. <laughs> right? Enjoy the COVID air in prison. Yeah, um, he was initially scheduled for February of this year, and then it got moved to May of this year, and then has been completely postponed until further notice. So hopefully, I did not see anything where he was offered bail or was released on bail so I'm really really hoping he's sitting in a jail cell right now well yeah. you know I'm looking it up right now as you talk so <laughs> I feel like I'm already on it I'm looking at this oh yeah they did use Jed match like I said did they See? okay cool April knows April knows things <laughs> April, April talking <laughs> April talks in third person <laughs> and Beth is fine with April talking in third person. <laughs> Man, did they did he ever say like why or what was his motive or like what I want to know his brain. Um I really couldn't find anything on his motive behind doing it. 
I did see an article where at the time of the murders, he was in and out of jail with drug-related issues. But he was a pastor or a deacon or whatever the hell he was? Yeah, Yeah, he was. He was. He was a pastor Mm. of his own church. And wow, like in the 90s, he was in and out of trouble with law enforcement due to drugs. So, I mean, we all know what happens when people take some pretty messed up drugs and what it'll do to their, yeah, you know, their comprehension of what they're doing. Yeah, those hardcore drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, God only knows what he was thinking or what he wasn't thinking at the time. I wonder how he came across them if they like were yeah like did he did he like they were leaving the convenience store and he approached them in the parking lot and just no one noticed because how like how did he get them yeah well I think they were driving well that's what I'm saying if he was hitchhiking oh don't pick up hitchhikers Right. Uh, just say no. Um, I did. I did <laughs> yeah, see in, just say in no to hitchhikers. Articles. Just say no. Just say no. Um, but I did <laughs> see in a couple articles where um, he stated that he actually got out in front of their car and flagged them down like something was wrong. Ah. Uh, there you go. Yep. Wow. So, it's very crazy. That very, very nice. crazy. It was but a hell of a ride. It went unsolved for 20 years. And then this fantastic thing that we have with genetics uh-huh. is what solved this case. I'm in freaking love with it. Yep. Oh, yeah. So if you guys have done your ancestry, 23 or me or other things, I don't know if you have to uh, take that part out, Kelly, since I specifically mentioned, but. Um, <laughs> If you guys have, <laughs> download your raw DNA and April will tell you how to upload it to GEDmatch because I've heard GEDmatch on several podcasts, so I'm going to say it. Okay. <laughs> Is it okay that I have a bunch of shitty family members that I would consider like doing this for just in hopes <laughs> that maybe they'll get caught for something? <laughs> I mean, no, you know, you're just... Not. <laughs> You're Make just but a reward. Because <laughs> my problem is, is I have like a really shitty biological father that like oh, has been girl. in my life for like 20 years. And I'm like, mm, I'm kind of scared to put my DNA out there to know <laughs> what the hell he has done for the last 20 years. Well, hey, <laughs> it's the, I don't know if this is the right term, but like they call it the era of reckoning with the DNA or something mm-hmm. like that. I would say that's the right word because now there's more solid proof, I want to say, because you can't get away from your DNA. Fingerprints can be misconstrued and stuff, but DNA is DNA. DNA is DNA, no matter if it's hair, skin, sweat. Well, I mean, I'm assuming they must have... I don't they must have done like a rape kit on those girls and just held on to that or something. Yes, yes. They they found semen um in a rape oh. kit that they did and that's what they kept in evidence for twenty years. 
I'm just glad Those... that they were able to keep it where it was able to be used. That's the other yeah. thing, you know, I and mean. And, like, I am so crazy glad that there was enough of it. Yes. Yeah. Because that's a problem with a lot of your DNA is, well, what, there wasn't enough. Or we could only test it once or whatever. But the fact that they actually had enough DNA to do the the genetic screening is absolutely fantastic and i'm so glad these girls finally got justice after 20 years and their family yes and they their family finally has some peace of mind and i know this guy because there's no getting away with it you know it's it's pretty well plastered all over you know this guy did it here's his dna in a rape kit yeah he he's not going to get off he's not going to walk he's going to get either death or life in prison which he yeah. wholeheartedly deserves so the moral of this story <laughs> <laughs> the moral of this story is girls do not go to a second location and don't listen to nobody just because they sound like they have authority and don't stop for hitchhikers yeah, and say no to hitchhikers. Jumps out in front of your car trying to wave you down. Just, just swerve and keep on driving. Yes. Especially now we have cell phones, so hey. Yes. <laughs> also, well, I remember. I think I had like a Motorola cell phone back at that time, and it was just there was like the that big brick. Yes, but still, I mean, I didn't have, have the brick. <laughs> She's not that old. <laughs> I'm that old. But it had no colored screen, you know? And you just had that one game with, like, that Snake? worm thing. Yes! Yes! yes. <laughs> that, that, like, in the Nokia, yeah. Oh, my God, I had a Nokia. Nokia was, so, was, it, was it the 3390 or the 6010? Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> and remember the case they used to put over? It wasn't even a case. It was, like, this fake plastic cover that had, like... <laughs> clear plastic over the buttons it's because <laughs> as soon as the like, brick wall and it wouldn't hurt it so it's like what's the <laughs> case <laughs> yeah i saw I'm, this like facebook where they're like we discovered a fossil and it's this nokia encased in rock huh <laughs> <laughs> i mean you gotta protect those buttons though because if you were texting you was pressing the same buttons um, numerous times they might oh, rub off I hated old school texting with the regular flip phones. It took you and forever were like, to send a message. And it was like, what, five or ten cents per text message? Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, back to those girls. Not every teenager had cell phones back then. Like, I didn't get my first cell phone until, like, I was out of the house, so. Yeah, true. Yeah, and I would assume that they didn't if um, they she stopped to call her mom. mom. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's yeah. so sad. I know, but I'm so glad these girls are finally getting justice after 20 years. Yep. It just sucks that their life was ended in such a horrible manner at 17. That they had yep. their whole lives in front of them. Right. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you just think about their future, you know, spouses or partners or future kids, or maybe they didn't have good life, but they're just their whole future, you know? 
Yeah, you know, they were they weren't able to graduate high school or had the option to go to college or, you know, find the love of their life and have kids and, you know. See, like that's why when someone snuffs out another person's all of, you know, their life experience, that's why I said that MFR enjoys smelling the COVID filled prison air for all I give a flying F. This is Kelly from the Raven Sisters. Thank you for listening to us tonight. Um, We do appreciate it. We have a couple more episodes that are going to be coming out this week. Um, If you want, you can follow us on Facebook at Raven Sisters Podcast. Also on Twitter at Raven Sisters Podcast. And again on IG, the same thing. You can also reach us at Raven Sisters Podcast at gmail.com. We hope you listen again. And thank you and have a great night.